1: And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're hosting from the Diocese of Sioux Falls Pastoral Center. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Stephanie Rausch. And we've just had an action-packed morning full of different people living mission and encountering the gospel. If you've missed any of the previous interviews, you can find them on realpresenceradio.com or on our app. And our next guest is Tracy Calessa. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. Definitely. Could you just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Yeah. I'm a daughter of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm from a small town called Warner, South Dakota, up north by Aberdeen. Um, And I grew up here both in life and in faith and then went to college here at USD and then did college ministry after that. Until today, I was in Focus for a few years, Fellowship of Catholic University students um, in Minnesota, and then I was just in North Dakota for a few years at a Newman Center there, working with women specifically in community and formation. And I moved here a month ago, and I'm back in my home diocese, and I'm so happy to be here.
1: We're happy to have you here, and welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. And what are you doing here?
2: Yes, I am the new campus minister at Christ the King Parish. So confusing to have the words campus ministry and parish, yeah. but it is a parish in town that's right by Augustana University and the University of Sioux Falls. And so it's just naturally become sort of like a Newman ministry to those two campuses specifically, but also all college students in Sioux Falls. So wow. Southeast Tech, Hair School, the community college anyone in college in Sioux Falls, this is kind of their home base.
1: That's really unique. Yeah. Do the other college campuses have any missionaries on staff or campus ministers? Or is it all at Christ the King?
2: Not Catholic ones that I know of. I think we're kind of the main hub. Both of the AGI and USF are Christian universities and they have campus ministries of their own. But we are the go-to Catholic ministry.
1: (laughs) Neat. That's really cool. So, okay, so guess just to back it up here a little bit
2: yeah how did you
1: get involved with ministry
2: yeah um probably even in high school i was in a youth group at sacred heart parish up in aberdeen and went to like confirmation retreats stuff like that kind of dipping my toe in as a young adult as a youth um and then i went to college and that's where i would say i met jesus learned to pray like began to take it a little bit more seriously um and kept doing high school ministry throughout college but then as I got older really fell in love with wanting to do that full-time and work with students which I never thought I would do um and yeah went into focus like I said but just wanting to be with people whose situation I was just in Mm. and be with them in that way and teach them how to pray and be with them in their struggles and their joys is kind of where it began um and now I just keep loving it, even though I'm a little bit older than them now. And it's not so recent. I still love it.
1: <laughs> it's ever new, right? The life of the Lord is ever new. Yes. That's awesome. So I guess like what attracted you back to like the situation at Christ the King? Are you the only minister there?
2: As of now, okay. yes. Um Yeah, I knew that I wanted to be back in this diocese was kind of my first impetus, but I still love college students and specifically college-aged women, Mm. and so I was looking at jobs, both secular and ministry jobs, that I could be with college students, and this kind of came about perfectly. Cody Fisher is a friend of mine that had this role before me, and he had to move his wife is in residency and was placed in Omaha mm-hmm. and it was kind of the perfect storm of, he didn't want to leave this role. I really, I'm sad he's gone, but I wanted to take his <laughs> job <laughs> and it's great. I love father Jordan. Who's there. Mm-hmm. I've known him through different ministry things and it just became a really good fit that I get to be not just back in the place that I love, but with college students and in a very new a new type of ministry compared to what I'm used to, I guess. So it'll be a new challenge for me as well, which will be exciting.
3: Can you talk about the ways that it's going to be a little bit unique?
2: Yeah. So I guess in my other experiences, both as a student in college and at Duluth and in Grand Forks, there were always physical Newman centers. And so a building that was completely just a Catholic church for college students. Mm-hmm. Um and not just a church, but kind of a home base, study rooms, Bible study rooms. Um my time in college at USD, I lived in the Newman Center, there were apartments there. Um and Christ the King is and was a parish first. And now they've renovated and they have this really beautiful lounge that's just totally a space for college students. Um, but still a parish. And so maybe a little less visible to the average student who doesn't know about it yet when they step on campus. But also it kind of brings them into the adult world of being a parishioner and being a Catholic who you're going to bump elbows with people who've been praying and living this life for decades. Mm -hmm. And you're also going to see other high schoolers and college students. And so they're going to have the unique experience of being adults as well as young adults. And they're going to, not maybe be so shocked when they enter into parish life after graduation, because uh, they're already going to see it, right. you know,
1: it's already kind of routine. And also yeah. I love how it's more of like a natural community. It's not like all the college students, high school students over here, all right. the <laughs> you know, adult Catholics over here. These it's little like, islands. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's like, we could all grow from each other and learn from the wisdom of people who've been faithfully going to mass for generations. Well, yes. like, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, Oh, so absolutely. Beautiful.
3: And also just different lives. Like you think yeah. about like families in the parish or um, like we just interviewed like a consecrated widow. Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of beauty in diversity that I think on a college campus, you don't
2: necessarily get to experience right away. Right. And I, someone had told me this once, I think a missionary that I had met in Focus, but he said, if you let it, the college campus can be a very, dangerous place where you can fully believe that you are God because you don't encounter young children and you don't encounter the elderly. Mm. So you don't ever get reminded of your innocence and you never get reminded of your mortality. Wow. Holy cow, right? Heard that. That incredible. <laughs> and so I love at Newman Centers as well, but at a parish like this, you're going to hear and see children crying and laughing and picking up their toys and you're going to hear and see so many amazing, very holy elderly people. I've been blown away by the preachers so far, Christ the King. They just love our Lord and want to be in mass every day and want to be praying and I get hugs every day after Mass when I see that they just are in love with our lord and now i get to meet 18 year olds who see both of that and that's going to be huge for them you know right. i'm so excited <laughs> what a huge gift and so what are some of your
1: goals like stepping into this unique new experience what are some of your goals for this year
2: i think i have a big goal of community of ownership and community and living it out authentically and i Community doesn't mean a friend group to me. It means truly a community. There's people in your community that you don't maybe like, but you love them and you have to love them. (laughs) Um, And I would love, especially with different campuses, different sports teams, different ages, for them to still desire to pray for each other and say hello to each other and invite people they don't know to things because this is our home, this is our parish, this is our campus ministry. I would love to keep building that concept of community Mm. and just watch it kind of set fires and grow and spread out. So I guess
1: this is kind of a loaded question, but going back to that, like what is authentic community?
2: Like what does that even look like? Oh geez. Yeah. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I do think there's something in there of it's a home, but it's not always, yeah, maybe the people you're the most comfortable with. Mm. Um, because we do need to be challenged and pushed. Um, But yeah, I think community is your Catholic home. Like everyone shares this love of the Lord and this desire to pray and grow together. But also you're going to maybe be involved in activities It won't be your first choice. Or maybe you make a friend who's on the basketball team and you couldn't care less about basketball, but you're gonna go to that game because you love that friend, you know, and fill in any activity in the blank there. I think there's something in that in community that it, kind of like in marriage or in any vocation that you set into, you're going to sacrifice a lot just out of a lot of love. Mm. And I think I'd love to see that in smaller ways in friendships on campus and in Bible studies. I would love to see tons of students in growing in small group Bible studies together. That's a big goal of mine as well this year.
1: Mm. That's neat. And I bet that's kind of
2: coming from your experience as a focused missionary too. For like sure. Focus Bible yeah. yeah. studies are... The best. It's definitely formed my view of, yeah, it's important to grow in friend groups like that. And I, I mean, to this day, I'm still very close with a lot of people who, now that I'm back in Sioux Falls in this diocese, they live here, which is a gift. But people that I was in Bible study with in college or people that I led in Bible study when I was a focused missionary, these are still my friends to this day that call me out, call me higher, remind me to pray. Like, and I hope I try to do the same for them. Um, I would love to give these students the gift that I've received of these lifelong friendships and I'm far holier and a better woman because of these groups of people in my life. Mm. And I would love to keep giving that on. That's, that's really beautiful. And it's like,
1: yeah, well, kind of what we were talking about at the end of the last interview is just this idea of when we're, Blessed abundantly by the Lord. We're not supposed to sit there and just like navel gaze and be like, oh, I'm so holy. The Lord (laughs) loves me so much. It's like, no, we're called to mission. We're called to discipleship. And whether that looks like, you know, the contemplative praying for the whole world or Mm. going out and inviting others into that relationship with Christ. Yes. Um, And I think you have a beautiful opportunity to do that here in Sioux Falls. Um, and it's interesting cause talking about
3: community and talking about mission and holiness and you're like, you know, when you're by yourself, it's very easy to be like, Oh, like I'm really growing closer to the Lord and I'm so holy. <laughs> and then you start experiencing community and you realize you are a sinner and you're not as holy as you thought you were. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. That's probably one of the best parts of community is you get to kind of be humbled and be, wow, look at this girl over here. She has multiple children and she prays every morning i don't pray every morning i am unmarried and childless wow i have no excuse it's such a good it's such a good reminder in so many ways of just like why we need each other and we can't just yeah we can't just navel gaze
1: well then it's also kind of the flip side for that too is like this past year I've been living by myself in an apartment and there's such freedom and like oh if I want to take a shower at midnight I can or if I want to just leave the house super early in the morning I'm not disturbing anybody so there's kind of and I realize we're going a little bit off track from like (laughs) campus ministry but just the idea of community helps us to grow in virtue too because it's not just me making my own decisions all the time. Like I'd be inconveniencing everybody else in the house. So it's really Mm. to learn to grow in charity with each other. And also, um, I can't think of the word, but it's when, uh, fraternal correction. Yes. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) There's lots of opportunities for that, which can be difficult both ways.
3: Well, it's also such an encounter with the gospel because like you think about like Jesus's obedience to the father. And when uh, you're in community, it's, like, there is, like, a certain amount of, like, obedience to, like, a way of life. And it's kind of, like, an incarnate experience Mm -hmm. with the gospel because it's, like, especially, like, with religious community. Like, you can be moving towards that, like, goal and kind of have that reality check of, like, am I living in obedience, like, in love towards the Father? Like, in, yeah, through the grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
1: Wow. Wow. All right, we need to take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, more Real Presence Live and talking about mission and practically speaking, what does that look like? Stay with us.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden, because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present, and one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
5: This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids because there were six of us kids. And he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore The same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the final segment of today's Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Stephanie Roush, And we've been talking with Campus Minister for Sioux Falls. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, you're welcome. And so, like, before the break, we were talking a lot about community and just, like, how how to connect with the youth and your experiences Um, What are some of the needs of today's high school and college students?
2: Yeah, I think they kind of have the same needs and desires as all of us, (laughs) but they're in a very specific spot in life where they're getting a lot more independence than they've had ever. But they're also very young and scared, as Mm -hmm. aren't we all? Uh, (laughs) I think they desire to still be children, to be childlike, but I think they really desire to be Adults and be treated like adults. And I think we we maybe go astray or can hurt them when we lean too far into one of them. When we just say, you're 18 now, you got to tithe and you got to do these big things that don't make sense. Or when we go the other way and say, like, everything's fun. Faith is fun. Let's play some games. Let's not talk about scary things like chastity. <laughs> no, no, no. Games. <laughs> and I think they do desire both. Yeah, they desire to see the fun, joyful parts of following Jesus and being in his church. And they also desire to kind of cut through the silliness and say like, so what is, what is this like for real following Jesus? And what does it look like? Yeah. In the parish and as a college student and just in life, what is it like as a man, as a woman following our Lord? Yeah.
1: Yeah. that's Yeah. As you are saying like, Oh, the same desires we all is. I'm like, Yeah. Like to see, like for me personally, it's like to see the example and witness of other people who are just totally in love with Christ, totally in love with the Lord. Yeah. And also just like, well, why? Why are they in love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and how can I tap into that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I guess, so... Christ the King, as we were talking about earlier, is unique in the sense of the campus ministry is finding its home on this parish campus. So for the fellow parishioners, and really not specifically this place, but just in general, how can other people help college students
2: and high school students and support those needs? oh great question i think they can pray for them like pardon the obvious answer but i call students are in a really really difficult a very fun chunk of their life and a very difficult chunk of their life and i think it gets shadowed by the fun and we forget about the intense loneliness and a lot of the struggles that they go through um but also yeah i think treating them like they are like when you see a young person at mass maybe alone maybe with friends to look them in the eye and welcome them and say hello and not kind of do the thing we naturally do of like, well, they don't want to talk to me. (laughs) I'm a boring adult Mm -hmm. or I don't want to talk to them. I'm a young kid. It's probably super annoying that I came to mass today in my trendy clothes. (laughs) Like, I think we, we accidentally separate ourselves and Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, college students feel very respected when they're just welcomed as another parishioner and they might be pretty awkward about it and that's okay. I think they're still going to appreciate it later when they think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, For sure.
1: And, So, something we were kind of alluding to earlier, too, is you are talking about Bible studies and building community, um, the sense of discipleship, like, how and why is this important?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think discipleship's important because it's what Jesus did and does with, with his apostles that we read about, but with us now, there's a reason we don't just go to Mass in large groups and then do nothing. We pray alone with Jesus, and we receive the sacraments, and we have this intimacy with him, but... I think also I could easily pray on my own, go to mass and still have a lot of interior struggles that I've, if i did not have anyone in my life. I was walking with in discipleship. I would have no one to call me out on those things or challenge me or ask me if I've prayed recently and also receiving those gifts. I would then be able to go to other people, maybe younger than me, these college students and I can kind of check in on them and walk in discipleship with them in that way. Um, as opposed to just having this life of solitude with the Lord, with, which can be good in the cases of, you know, very experienced holy people who've been called to such things, but maybe not the average 22-year-old who just doesn't want to be in community. You know, there's a yeah. difference there. Um, so, yeah, I think, if anything, discipleship is important because we need intimacy we need relationship. That's, that's the very simple way I boil it down in my brain, anyway.
3: <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. What would be some practical indicators of like, what does good discipleship look like?
2: Mm. I think whether it's in like a one-on-one friendship with someone, or if it's a group of like, this is our men's group, or this is our group of maybe our Bible study and we walk together. I think it looks like vulnerability more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Prudent vulnerability, but vulnerability all the same. Um, And I think it also looks like joy. I think it can't always be sad, serious, like tell me your sins. I think it also looks like really ridiculous, like fun activities and chats. And there's not going to be any trust there to dive deep in vulnerability if you're not also like doing stupid things together and laughing and building memories. So I think it is a combo of those things. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, but do you ha- is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Any other thoughts you have? Yeah, I guess if you are hearing this and you're interested in Christ the King Campus Ministry, or if you know someone coming to college soon in the city of Sioux Falls, and you want to get in touch with us or get in touch with me, I would say check out our website ctkcampusministry.com. Or our Instagram, which I believe is the same, CTK Campus Ministry, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, college students, I think sometimes they're, we don't see them, they're shut away because they're living their life on their campus in the prime of their lives. But I think it's worth, yeah, praying for our sweet, sweet college students who are really going through a lot and are in a very pivotal time in their life where they're making really big decisions to sometimes turn towards the Lord or turn away from Him for a long time. So I think it's very worth uh, greeting your local student that you run into a mess and being excited about what the Lord is doing on campuses around here. And also,
1: if there's college students tuning in, which they do, <laughs> what words of encouragement would you offer to them to get involved with their
2: local campus ministry? Oh my gosh. I would say, speaking only from my personal experience, I college is where I met Jesus Christ, and I met some of the people who've made me into the woman i am today and even without my degree which i'm grateful i would not trade the gift of encountering this life with jesus that i did at the university of south dakota but specifically in that chunk of my life so i would say yeah take a chance meet people that maybe you're like i don't want to go to this church event alone i don't know anyone i would say try to encounter the lord try to encounter something new it could change your life and will for the better. (laughs) And if it's awkward, I would say it's worth the awkward. (laughs) Uh,
1: Heaven is is worth the awkward. (laughs) Yes, there it is. I love it. it. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Tracy. It's such a joy. And thanks for sharing your joy and just your love of Christ.
2: Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, that wraps
1: up today's show. But before we let you go, we're going to kick it off to our producer in Fargo. And he's going to give us a preview of the next show.
3: On the Best of Real Presence Live, Monday, nine to eleven AM Central, Father Charles LaCroix from the Diocese of Fargo will discuss how to reach Jesus through Mary. Then Peek and Ron Keller will be on to talk about how Mary called him to serve the church. So Father Nick Nelson from the Diocese of Duluth will answer the question, Do Catholics pray to Mary? All that and much more is coming up on the next on the best of Real Presence Live Monday, nine to eleven AM Central.
1: Thanks, Mark. That's right. Monday is the Feast of the Assumption, which is a solemnity. So we have the day off, and you get to tune in to some of our best past shows. So it's exciting. I'm excited for Monday because it's the anniversary of my Marian consecration. So
3: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. you. (laughs) Well, Steph, thanks for joining me today, hosting. Uh, Do you have any takeaways from today's show? I uh,
3: really found today to be incredible just the different guests and just that theme of mission Mm. and really in the small ways that it related to the gospel um and just like through the gospel like we can know jesus like jesus is the word and through the word like we can know jesus and just have such an incredible impact on our lives but also to like go out into community Mm. um and to be on mission it's really beautiful
1: it really is, and just like thinking about so today's feast was Saint Clair of Assisi, and she lived quite the missionary life, even though like a lot of her life was contemplative. And so, I don't know. I, I just thank the Lord for it being her feast day, and also for giving such example and witness in her, and then also yeah, in the, in the guests we've had today, and just the unique ways they're um, the unique ways they're loving the Lord and leading others to that love,
3: which. If I remember St. Clair's story correctly, I think she encountered St. Francis, mm. and by his witness, like, you know, just, yeah, you know, like, had this, like, flame of mission, like... The discipleship.
1: Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. Um, God bless your day, and let's just end in a quick prayer. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for your saints and the cloud of witnesses that surround your throne. Please give us the grace and the courage to follow you and help others to follow you. And also to be vulnerable and to build community wherever we are, the community that is surrounded in yourself and in the Eucharist. Help us to love you, dear Jesus. Bless our listeners and all the guests we've had on the show today and help us to live lives that are striving for holiness and seeking to find what you're calling us to do and we ask this through the intercession of your blessed mother, Saint Claire Vasisi, pray for us in the, name of the Father Son Holy Spirit Amen. hope you enjoy your day and these last days of summer. so sad to say that but <laughs> have a great Thursday. God bless you.